Hello everyone, and welcome to the Sakura Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerddom in general. Hello everybody, welcome. I am Robert, I am the Red Ranger, as some call me. Uh, boy, this has been an exciting time since uh, Digikumo ended. Uh, I'll be blunt here. This is not the way that we wanted our first podcast since then to go. But unfortunately, one of the people in the podcast group was recording their audio and ended up having a terrible metallic screeching noise that there was no way for me to be able to use. And thus... Here I am making the best of it. It was going to be a little bit different, but I hope for everybody that's listening, that's been here before, welcome. I hope this will be an entertaining show. And for the newcomers, this is actually kind of for you. We've seen on how much the Spotify numbers have gone up with the podcast since uh, Digikumo Day 1. Thank you so much. We really mean that. Uh, we tripled our listener base on Spotify, which was not a small number before, but it's a lot bigger than where it was right now. So hopefully you stuck around for more than just some of the back catalogs and want to get something out of it. And that's why I'm here. Because I'm going to tell you a little story. going to talk about where... Our Digikumo experience came from, and our whole story and perspective on it. So for that to be done, I'm going to take us way back to when SakuraCon was supposed to happen. Two weeks before that, we were approached by Sakura Scoops to help out with her crusade to make a fan-made SakuraCon on Discord. And I will say, despite it being very much a hodgepodge of things, it was really great. We had a lot of fun. We did a couple of panels. It culminated with the last event of the weekend being the dating game that we put together in under a week. While under shelter-in-place order. We couldn't be in the same room to record anything together. So we instead did something a little different. We did it remotely. And while I will say it wasn't perfect, had we had just an extra week, we could have done something a lot better. It turned out fine. It's on our YouTube. So I'll leave it at that. But it served to be a good thing. Our group as a whole felt more energized. It wasn't even all of us, but... Those of us who could participate did. And I'd like to think that it turned out well. And it definitely kept us going. Because it was a rough spring and summer. As time went along, more and more conventions kept getting cancelled and cancelled and cancelled and cancelled. PAX, Emerald City Comic Con, they went by the wayside. The stuff that we normally comment on, the stuff that we normally report from, 
just kind of disappeared. There was no Fanime, no ALA, no Anime Expo. It was all just gone. That hit us hard when we got the update months ahead of time that KomoriCon was going to go digital. And it was both a comforting as well as sobering thing. We didn't know how to feel, to be blunt. I really don't know how else to put it. So we just did what we always do. We talked, we figured out what we were going to do, and we set to it. This one hit us particularly hard, though. Last year, we had hosted the cosplay contest, and we'd done the halftime show, all 15 minutes of it. Musical parodies, custom audio, singing and dancing, stage effects. We had it all going. And we got great feedback from people. And that excited us a lot. I think for a lot of obvious reasons. Well, we were tasked to do it again. I don't know if we'll be asked to go and do it again next year. I hope we are. But I'm not going to lobby anybody. That's ultimately up to Kumo. But we'd actually started on a new script. And we were already putting together costumes working on audio, the script was finished, we were ready to go. Another 15-minute show, an epic musical we were going for. To have that taken away from us again, after having prepared something similar for the SakuraCon cosplay contest, hurt a lot of us. Unfortunately, we had a lot of members that just weren't okay doing it again. The group's still together, but it definitely hurt a lot in those moments. And we were not really sure what we were going to do. We waited patiently for Digikumo to tell us what was going to happen. We even prepared scripts in case we were going to do a skip contest, should it become a thing. Cosplay contest entries, lip sync battles. We wanted to do something. We just weren't sure what was going to become available. And when we did have the opportunity to go and put in our ideas, several of our members were struggling with the wildfires that were going on throughout Oregon. And we held off our plans until it was too late. The deadline had expired. Well, good news is that got extended. So we polled everybody in the group and asked them, what ideas do you have? What do you want to do? At this point, we knew there wasn't going to be a skit contest, so what could we throw together, recorded or done live? And oh boy, did we get a lot of good ideas. And I do mean that. Um, we ultimately ended up putting 
a majority of those ideas out to Digikumo to see what they would approve. We thought maybe one or two things would go and happen. Probably easy time fillers. You know, maybe the how to do a skit panel that Cosplay Me, our Pink Ranger, uh, had done twice before for Fanmade Soccer Con and Okisora. Uh, probably the speed building armor panel that uh, her and uh, Iki and Snow Cosplay put together. That's another great one. We decided to go and try our hand again at the dating game. We applied for both a all ages and an 18 plus option. And then the Hail Mary. The idea of cosplay cooking. Cooking at home with characters in costume. We put them all out and waited to see what would happen. Little did we know that we would end up doing all of them. You can imagine how panicked I was. For anybody that's not familiar with how we're set up, we are an organization. We do this podcast for fun. We originally started the podcast because of Cosplay Chess and a discussion. Cosplay Chess at SoccerCon, I should say. Um, hence the Soccer Rangers. We met as a group of just guys in Power Ranger costumes. I'm not joking. Uh, the actual known knowledge of us was no more than two people wide. And we had a cast of six, though only five actually performed that one year at Cosplay Chess. All of us had just applied randomly, and the organizer, our dear lovely uh, Michi, didn't realize that none of us knew each other. Technically, Tyler and Cole did. But, uh, yeah. That's how it started. And we had a lot of discussions, both amongst ourselves as well as with the rest of the people in the cosplay chess community. And all of us were seeing some really concerning things, some toxic elements that were starting to pop up. Well, had been around really at 2012. And we wanted to do something to try to go and improve the cosplay community, to try to take some of that toxicity out or remind people of the good stuff. And that's where this podcast came from. And we had no idea what we were doing. Here we are now, six full seasons later. Uh, well, I should say, going into our sixth season here shortly. And we've definitely learned a lot from that experience. And we're trying to be better stewards for the convention. It's why we pushed ourselves so hard to put together as much content for the conventions as possible. We realize then how dangerous it is not having people together at the conventions. And the need to keep people engaged and keep that passion level up in these digital formats. So with that in mind, here we are. So we came up with our plan. We knew what our panels were going to be. And we had under a month to throw them all together. And I'll be honest, I don't know how the heck we did it. And with that, we're caught up. 
We're at Digikumo. Let me tell you the story of our weekend. And you'll get to see where we started, how it ended. And I hope that this will be not a framework for anybody else. But I hope that it will be an inspiration to at least some for what they can do for this community. I'm going to talk more about that at the end, but let's get straight to this. We all knew the risks. We are living in a pandemic. And getting together in the first place carries its dangers. But for the sake of the cosplay community, we took that chance. I have been playing D&D with a great group of people for months. With the exception of the initial shelter-in-place order, we've been getting together at least once every other week to play. They are my quarantine. They are the only people I meet outside of work. So, they all, of course, agreed to come over and help. They are our members. They are our skit division. They're not the people that are always on the podcast, but they are some of the greatest, most fun, and creative people I've ever met. We also went and brought in Cat Valentine Cosplay, a great friend of ours who had helped with our last dating game. We were very fortunate that we were able to get her, because by the time we knew what was happening, it was almost too late to try to bring in anybody else. Cat is an amazing individual an awesome friend, and while she hasn't been on the podcast in a long time, somebody that we consider to go and be a regular at heart, even if she's never here. So she came down. And so did Mega McQX, our Silver Ranger, a regular on the podcast. He came down from his home in Squim. And cosplay me. Came up from Medford, Oregon. They all stayed in my house. I had spent every minute since approval working in here to try to make sure that everything was ready. My house is old. It was in existence before a lot of modern technologies came into play. I ran new cables, brought Ethernet into the various rooms for the first time, set up different recording stations throughout, well, everywhere. The kitchen, the garage, my office, our studio that we're recording in right now. I made sure that everything was sanitized, well vacuumed, Air filters running constantly. I had an ionizer built into our HVAC system to go and help deal with viral loads and eliminate that. We did not want to take any chance of our members finding themselves in any sort of jeopardy or their families. This is not a flex or a brag. 
this was a huge expense that I was willing to take on for all of you. Because we wanted this to be a success. We knew it would be without us. But we wanted to make sure that we were doing our part for the community. And I'm so grateful to everybody that's reached out to us to let us know that it was entertaining. That it was good. So everybody coalesced here. We met. Divvied up spaces. Made sure every piece of sanitary equipment was made available to everybody. And we prepped. We did our makeup tests all through Friday. Went and did a rundown of what all we were doing. Who needed to be where at what time. And then came 9 p.m. Our first panel. That was when Cosplay Me did her fantastic uh, introduction to skits panel. I co-hosted more just there to help monitor the chat and make sure that any technical questions were answered. Cosplay Me is an amazing individual with such a great creative flow. She has been the reason why Soccer Rangers has won as many contests as we have. We all loved doing it before her, but she took us to another level. Not because any of us wanted to win, but because she found a way to focus our creative energies into something that could really work. And she has been teaching everybody this year how to do it themselves. I honestly have no idea if anybody will ever actually take the advice that she's given seriously from these panels, but I'm glad that people continue to watch it and continue to ask questions and learn because I think it is one of the best services for this community as a lot of people are scared to enter these contests, and I think that skits are one of the easiest ways to get into it if you're willing to take the time to plan it and do it right. Otherwise, you might just get discouraged and never do it again. I've seen that happen too many times, and I love that I can be part of that experience with Cosplay Me teaching everybody the little things they should know that allows it to go and be a great performance. And as we finished that, we went into panic mode. So, this is where things were a little bit interesting. Now, we have multiple computers available to us. But for what we wanted to do with the dating game in particular, we needed the powerhouse. My editing station is the one that we used for everything. It's not an overpowered piece of hardware by any stretch, but it gets the job done. So we went and moved everything from my office out into the garage, got it all hooked up, and began our prep for the dating game. We only had a half hour before tech was calling us to make sure that everything was working properly. I won't say that it went perfectly right off the bat. We had to fix a lot of little audio settings that, for some reason, just did not want to sync up with OBS Ninja that we were uploading to. 
we used uh, regular OBS uh, open broadcast software to set up a three-camera array and be able to output it through one secure connection to the Digikumo staff. None of our audio wanted to work, and half of the cameras, for some reason, were inverted. We don't know what was going on. We ended up restarting the machine three times before it finally synced up right. I don't know what happened, but it was a miracle. And I want to thank Bennett and the rest of the Digikumo staff for sticking with us while we figured out what was going on. Thank God it worked out. And I'll be honest, I'm so ashamed of myself for not having not having double-checked how we were going to record all of the panels ahead of time. Because we had a technical snafu that happened right at the beginning of recording, and we didn't get that panel. That was the 18-plus dating game, and it was one of the most fun times that I have had outside of a convention in a long time. I know it's an online convention, but it is still different. Good, but different. Beetlejuice hosted, and it was a lot of fun. Reading the Discord chat as we went through the various characters was absolutely great people had a lot of fun it was entertaining and i'd like to think that you couldn't tell that we were a person short you see part of the reason why we had to have so many people meet up is we wanted something that didn't have a potential for failure trying to stream in online and we didn't have the time to pre-record something and get it to digikumo in time for approval that's why we all had to meet at my house. That's where the risk came from. So I had set up a studio in my garage. I put up removable panels and painted them green. Redid all the lighting. Brought in Ethernet. And went and put up sound deadening materials to go and try to cut down on the echo. Our equipment wasn't anything special, a camcorder with HDMI output, a capture card, a Logitech stream cam, and an old, technically it was a webcam for a smart TV back when that was first starting to be a thing and when the idea of having Skype on your TV sounded like a novel concept. This thing is old. So we set up our stations and a partition between one area for the host and for the uh, for her for the uh, potential dates. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. That'll be the term we'll use there. Uh, on one side of the partition and on the other side, we went and of course had a couch, which everybody described as looking a little bit too much like a casting couch. I would like to apologize for that. It was not something I thought about ahead of time. Uh, though it did work great for recording purposes, so um, please don't assume I'm a pervert because I set something like that up. Um, yeah, that's where we set up the three contestants on the other side. We had worked it out so we could go and have basically two groups. A group of four plus the host that would start it, then leave, 
change while another group was in, another group of four, and then come back in. Pretty simple, nice way for us to go and fill a 55-minute panel. We even went and had our uh, friendly neighborhood tech guy, Kent, who from now on will be known as Jerry the Tech Guy, the character that he assumed uh, in the middle of the show. We even had him go and help us vamp just to go and fill time while people made their way to their various positions. And he was a laugh riot. I keep saying at some point we're going to do merchandise and shirts and all that stuff. I have no idea if we're going to sell them to anybody, but I think we may end up going and making some Jerry the Tech Guy shirts. If not, hashtag free the tech staff that we'll talk about a little bit later. The show honestly went well with the exception of one thing. We had one of our actors, well, actress, unfortunately not able to be there. Just wasn't feeling well. Didn't think it was a good idea, and we were all very grateful that they didn't push themselves to go and come. That being said, we had an open spot that needed to be filled in the second group. Enter Mega McHugh X, who threw on a Spirit Halloween Reaper outfit and just played that character. He was also in the first group and the last group. Seriously, the dude, yeah, I'm paying his chiropractor bills because the dude carried all of us on his shoulders. It was awesome. It was really funny. We had a great time. I loved being Beetlejuice and getting to riff off of people. It was fantastic. And we got a lot of ovations from people that I still have no idea who they even are that even reached out to us beyond it and that night even though we played at 11 o'clock uh that night saw our single biggest subscriber increase on spotify and on itunes ever but continued into increases in listening on older podcasts throughout the course of the weekend we did those bits of shameless self-promotion as a joke we didn't actually think anybody was going to take it too seriously. This podcast is popular, but not super popular. You know, it's a local area thing. Mostly. We do have some international listeners, but nothing big. So, that was a really nice surprise. We finished up at midnight, and in all honesty, most of us went pretty much straight to sleep. We were really excited. We were really happy with what we'd done. But it was also a full day with a lot of us trying to figure things out ahead of time. Make sure that we went and had our casting and planning together. And yeah, it just worked out so well. Enter day two. And it was a pretty lazy day, if I'm being honest. Day two, we all got up. We went and had our various breakfasts. Uh, and started our day Watching the interview with Kamui Cosplay, which was absolutely awesome. I know Kamui is not going to listen to us here, but we actually were all riveted. Uh, Cosplay Me is a huge fan, and I will go and say I've liked just scrolling through the Instagram feed and finding Kamui stuff. 
most of us don't really give into idol worship. I know at least for me, I've definitely had that don't meet your heroes um, experience. Been let down. And you want to believe that somebody is the way that they seem. Yeah, with how they put themselves out there, especially when it comes to online stuff. And so often people are just fake and not genuine at all. I didn't know what to really think about Kamui cosplay. I absolutely love watching their stuff. But that's to go and say, I don't really know what to think. You know, this is somebody that we don't have a personal experience with, don't have a personal relationship. It's just another celebrity, it seems. And that interview was so refreshing and such a great way to start the day because we got to see somebody who really did come from the community, who comes from a different walk of life, you know, different country, different priorities, and just got to see the person behind the profile, behind the social media, behind the put-together videos. And I honestly believe that Kamui Cosplay is as genuine a person as the videos make her out to be. I absolutely loved that experience, and I can say honestly that I am a fan now. And, well, I doubt I will ever get a chance to meet... I would certainly love the opportunity one day. So, like I said, I doubt that Kamui will ever hear this, but if you are listening for some reason, thank you. That was a great way for us to start the day and really got everything off on the right track. From there, we watched random content, origami folding, AMVs, interviews with cast and crew of various different shows. Uh... Just all the stuff that really does make you miss the con experience. Like, I have not watched an AMV at a con in years, despite loving it, or despite having done it. And just being able to have that on in the background and talking with friends and being able to just go and talk about, critique, admire what we saw was really cool and made me really appreciate the digital format. And I'd like to think that we all felt that way. We went from that into the cosplay contest, got to cheer on Mama Samu, who we'd, we'd hosted with last year, as well as our friends McKenna Cosplay and, uh, oh, what is it, uh, Wind and Sea Cosplay. I always forget Amanda's handle. Let's go and get that. Do, do, do. Windy Sea Cosplay. Jeez, how do I always forget that? I don't like that I forget that. Um, anyway. So, watch that. Got to see it. We were all cheering on our friends and people we knew that were in the contest. Um, I'm going to sound biased here, but uh, Red Leaf Cosplay was entered again and I absolutely love her work and loved getting to go and see what she had put together this time around. 
I it's one of my favorite things in the convention because it's somebody that has been doing this as long as I have and is so much better than I am. Um, I love getting to vicariously live through her, and she did a great job. Everybody honestly did what we got for the cosplay contest. It was definitely different than getting a chance to experience it in person and feel the energy, especially having hosted it from behind the scenes. It was definitely different. It was still good, but it was definitely different. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens to the people that have entered uh, and what they'll do the next time we get to meet in person. Because people really did step it up this year, from what I could see. There were no losers in that group. Everybody did a fantastic job. There was nothing I could criticize. And I know a lot of it is just how you get the photos and all that. No, 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 no. That's, that's what people think is what's going on. The judges had a lot to consider. And I don't know. I don't know if they all made the decisions that I would. But ultimately, like I said, nobody in my mind was a loser. They were all great. And I applaud them for having the courage to put their stuff out there. For that digital community to see. I know I had the opportunity to enter. And I did not have the guts to do it. So my full and honest respect for everybody that did. And especially to the judges. For what they were willing to go and put in. Their commentary was great. And of course to Mama Samu, McKenai, and Windy C Cosplay. For putting it on and hosting. I love you guys. And you did a great job. After that, everybody really just started getting ready. We had the all-ages dating game after that. Uh, I got into Doctor Strange. I hosted again because I'm nowhere near as charismatic as the rest of the guys. So I filled that role. And I thought that that one went really well. We fixed a lot of the issues that we had from the night before. It was, once again, really entertaining. We actually did record this one. It's getting uploaded right now to our YouTube channel. So by the time this goes live, you should be able to watch it uh, as well as hopefully at least a couple of the other panels that we've gotten done. So I'm really looking forward to you guys getting to see what came out of that. I won't spoil anything, but once again, we just, I'm so grateful for the people that were willing to go out of their comfort zone and do this. I've received more than a few comments messages and uh one very long and wordy email from people saying that they needed that they needed the laugh they needed to just forget about what was going on and just experience something like they would at con that made me cry i'm uh not doing great at holding them back right now either but uh, you guys don't need to hear me talking about that. I'm trying to do this in one take if I can. So I'm going to leave it at that. And just say, watch the video if you're interested. We had a lot of fun. Other than setting one camera way too low. So it cut off the top of my head occasionally. Everything else was great. And I'm really grateful to everybody that put their efforts in. After that, we 
had one of the most fun evenings ever. We had bought a bunch of the uh, Komori Khan cat ear kits. And I absolutely, I, I, I did not like this initially at first, but the cat ear kits that are available on the uh, Komori Khan website now, they have a store. You should really check it out. We bought a lot of things to go and show our support and love. We uh, put everything we had into that. And, um, yeah, the cat making, uh, cat ear making kits were really fun because there were no instructions. And everybody did them differently, and I absolutely loved that. And we did it all while listening to the Cosplay Coven reading spooky stories. Cosplay Coven are friends of ours. They are, they're, they're not, how do I put this? They are part of the Komori Khan identity. They are some of the best stewards you could ever hope to have for a convention. And they are just great people on top of that. We've had them on the podcast. I will link in the description to the last time they were on. They are just so good as people. And you can't help but want to listen to them. So... I don't know if they recorded any of their stuff. I'll reach out to them and see if I can find anything, and I'll try to link to it if we can. Getting to hear that, making the cat ears, eating Pocky, all in our pajamas. It was just a great and wholesome evening. And we took that until like 1 a.m. It was great. Went to bed. Got up the next morning. And started prepping for cosplay cooking. Now, we had to split into two here. Cosplay Me and Iki and Snow Cosplay met online. And did their speed building uh, panel. Which is awesome. Once again, getting uploaded to YouTube right now. So hopefully we'll be up by the time this podcast makes it up. They got their stuff put together. Got all that done while the rest of us worked on prepping for cosplay cooking. We had a two-camera array, multiple microphones. We went and had Tyler, who's stuck up in Canada right now, uh, come in. We framed it around the idea of the My Hero characters having to do distance learning classes. Where... They would have to go and, knowing that at some point they were going to have to do some sort of a morning show or some sort of a cooking show thing just for public outreach. Seemed like a fun idea. Tyler dressed up as Aizawa and gave the missions. Cosplay Me went and made a Miss Joke outfit for both speed builds as well as for this particular panel. Deku and Bakugo were the ones that were actually leading the panel. And we had Toga and Todoroki that were prepared to go and fill in as well at different points. We are making a Thanksgiving meal, minus the turkey, because none of us had the patience for that kind of thing. Plus, it was only a 55-minute panel, and no amount of television magic was going to make that comfortable for us. So, we did what we do. We scripted everything out. We figured out where everything needed to be. And just checked it out in bullet points. There was just one problem with this. 
originally it was going to have Deku and Baku go there the entire time. Unfortunately, the panel moved a half hour without us realizing it, and Bakugo had to go to work. So we only had Bakugo for half of it. This led to us rushing a little bit at the beginning and having to fill almost 20 minutes of content. It made for a very interesting experience, and I can only describe it as absolute chaos this is one, I know somebody has it recorded. We unfortunately did not. We had a uh, error, unfortunately, with recording. Uh, long story short, the uh, video didn't for some reason go and record the right window. It was dumb on our part. I don't know how we did that, but we found a way. So let it be known. Soccer Rangers, making something really simple look difficult since uh, 2012. So, yeah, uh, it was actually a really good panel. We vamped in a really fun way. Uh, Toga and Todoroki really did end up making it all come together. I can't say anything more than just I'm so grateful for the people that were on camera. If it were me, it would have crashed and burned. Thankfully, I was just managing the technical side of things. It really was a fun experience. And normally I'd go and say that that was kind of the end of it. We watched Mama Samu in Uptown uh, do their famous lip sync contest, which was amazing. We watched Closing Ceremonies, which was so great and wholesome. Uh, but there was one more thing in the middle. And this might sound like a flex, but... I don't know what it's going to get used for, so I'm actually really curious, and I want people to be aware that we did this, in case you want us to help you out. We were contacted as soon as cosplay cooking ended by one of the organizers of Digikumo. And the conversation basically was, we would love for you to give us a behind-the-scenes. They wanted to know how we did it. I didn't think that we had done anything particularly different to what everybody else was, but apparently we did. Between multiple cameras, multiple setups, and just... I don't know. I get the feeling that we may have been a little bit more professional in how we approach things than some other groups. I don't know. That's just me taking a guess based on our conversation. I could be completely off base. But... We were asked to go and record a 15 to 30 minute behind the scenes of how we did everything. And we did just that. I took the camcorder, I went and put on our shotgun mic, and we went around the place. And we filled about 25 minutes of content where we just talked about how we did each one of the panels and what our setup was like. We tried to make this as approachable as possible so that anybody that was watching it would be able to understand and feel comfortable with how we did things. Because once again, outside of some set work that we did that was really good, nothing that we did was really outside of what a normal person can go and do. You know, just a decent computer, not talking anything expensive, you know, 
$400 desktop, five to $600 laptop could go and do everything that we did without needing a lot else. We just had a little bit of extra equipment. We were able to crowdsource between all of us. So we put that together and that was one of the greatest honors I have ever had as a convention goer. When the organizers ask you for how you did it. So thank you, Digikumo, for that honor. I have absolutely no idea what that video is being used for. I don't know if it will be shared with other conventions. But if anybody saw this and wants to know, let us know. We'll be more than happy to go and send you a copy or link you to a private video on our YouTube that you can watch. So, yeah, um, like I said, after that, there was the awesome lip sync contest. We had a lot of fun watching that, getting to critique. I absolutely love the energy that everybody brings to that. Uh, Cosplay Me got a judge's choice on there, which was great. Uh, we were all really happy for Um I apparently really need to step up my game. I, I thought I had something good going there, and it didn't even make the cut. But honestly, everybody was so good, this shouldn't surprise me. Uh, I'm kind of trash, as you can probably guess by this uh, 40-some minute ramble cast. But that was amazing. I love their dance at the end. They were really professional. A couple of little technical things that happened, but... Honestly, it just made the whole performance more charming, and we absolutely loved it. It was great. So, yeah, nothing but love uh, for Mama Samu in Uptown. We love you guys. You're great. And you made something special out of that. So, thank you. Thank you so much. And then we get to closing ceremonies. Which was absolutely awesome to see. We saw in how much the Extra Life Charities made. I'm not going to quote those numbers. We're trying to get somebody from Digikumo on to go and talk more about the achievements. How many people watched. What countries were watching. Multiple countries. Not just like United States, Mexico, Canada. France was the second most watching country. I don't know how. I don't know why. And I absolutely love it. That is such a great thing. i so happy for Digikumo became the gold standard for digital conventions as far as I'm concerned at least for this kind they really did go out of their way to make something great and something that we all needed and appreciated I adore the staff that put it together and if I may end this with a request you don't need to keep listening. You don't need to go and find us on different platforms. You don't need to follow us on social media. We'd love all that, but if we could get you to do just one thing, hit the contact tab on the KomoriCon website and thank the great people that put it together because they're not making any money off of this. They gave everything for a fantastic weekend of what I am sure was nonstop stress that people absolutely loved, that we loved. 
And whether we're meeting in person for the KomoriCon next year or if it's just us doing Digikumo again, I cannot stress enough how excited we are to do that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Digikumo. Thank you, old listeners, and thank you, new listeners. Next week, we'll be back to the usual stuff, the more fun and fancy-free what-we-do content. But this week, we just wanted to say thank you and good night. Have a great time. We'll see you next week. Goodbye now.